You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. Happy Friday, everyone. I am AJ Black. I am the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. You can check out my work at bcbulletin.com. On today's show, we are going to just quickly go over the news, and then I have our special guest for Fan Friday. We have Chris Davis, who's a fan of the show and a listener and longtime Boston College fan. He's going to stop by and talk about his fandom at BC, what some of his favorite moments was. Now I'm going to give him a chance to ask me any questions that he wants about Boston College sports. And I believe me, he's going to get some good ones, but let's chat, chat about today's news. So Boston College sports are, you know, on a pause right now. We're in the middle of summer. It's about hundred degrees out uh, in most places in the country right now. And it feels like, you know, 130, but the big news today was that it was the first day of name, image, and likeness um, uh, you know, being allowed for college athletes. And what that is, if you're not aware, before today, if you were to try to get money as an athlete, you would have been thrown out of school because that was against the rules and regulations of the NCAA. Now, the NCAA was taken to court. They lost in the Supreme Court uh, in the O'Bannon case recently, which then allowed any athlete to make money off of their name, image, and likeness. Now, what this means is that athletes can now go out and get endorsements. They can advertise. They can do all sorts of things. And you've seen it already happening all over the internet. Phil Dracovic and Jalen Gill were advertising for a gaming website. I think it's called Your, where you could play against them and they get paid for it. So that's great. I saw Christian Mahogany, an offensive lineman, advertising for a snack company. Now, these are all like smaller things, but if you look at what's going on around the country, I've seen players from Ohio State that are doing their own branding. And Spencer Rattler, the quarterback from Oklahoma, he has his own brand. So they can make their own clothing lines or shoe lines. They can do anything they want and try to maximize the money that they're making. And now, you know, the big and interesting part about all this is you got people who are making money. Like I saw Derek King from the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, he's making $20,000 off of some company I've never heard of before. And then I saw another company paying um, a restaurant, paying a, a quarterback. I think it was in Auburn um, and all these other groups that are doing things. And, and people are saying, oh, this is going to totally make money just for men's football, men's basketball. But the interesting part was the biggest deal out there, I think it was for $100,000, didn't go for men's basketball or men's football. I think it was a pair of women's basketball players from Stanford, a pair of twins uh, who have a humongous social media following. They got paid a ton of money. And I, I believe that their advertisement is already on Times Square. So you're seeing this happening everywhere. Now, people are worried, and I get it, that this is going to make things um, you know, out of control. But that's kind of where the balance is going to have to find. Like you can't it, it. The goal of this is that you're not going to have some booster paying two million dollars for, uh, you know, Spencer Rattler to advertise for their steakhouse because then the compliance officers will be able to kind of manage to say that that's not fair market. And then that could kind of. Um, not be allowed. So there's certain things that are going to be put into place. They're kind of not there yet. But my point is these kids need to be paid. You know, 
the NCAA and colleges are making millions of dollars off the backs of college athletes. And, you know, college athletes are getting an education, but they're working full-time jobs on top of that. And yeah, college education's nice, but they deserve to be paid too, a living wage. They deserve to make a little extra money. They shouldn't be prevented from doing that. Like if a kid is doing, you know, is a marketable name, he should be able to market himself. Like Spencer Rattler should be able to get that money because he's made himself into that kind of player. Now, I I think that's this is a great thing. I am totally for the name, image, and likeness. And as long as it's managed, I think it's going to be fine because even if it's even if it's a, a cluster bleep, let's 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 put all the cards on the table right now, right? These kids are getting paid. A lot of schools, you know, looking down south. We're probably getting paid anyways. You see the kids in the big Cadillacs and, and, you know, their parents are getting paid, you know, house payments and things like that. It was always hush-hush, right? This is going to put it all out on the table. This is going to make it less icky. This is going to make it more legit and hopefully take that crappy, you know, booster stuff that was going on off of the table, make it more on the level. And, you know, it can't be any worse than it was before because what we had before was kids not making money, kids um, getting punished for stupid stuff and, you know, things like Reggie Bush or Todd Gurley who got nailed for stupid things. That's not going to happen anymore. So I think the name image likeness thing is going to be great. Um, I was always thinking too, like, you know, the Locked On Network has already been joking. Do I pay like Phil Dracovic or Zay Flowers to do an advertisement for me? Like, hey, this is Zay Flowers and you're listening to Locked On Boston College. I'm kind of thinking about it, but I don't know. We'll have to see. If you think that's a good idea, you should let me know. I can always talk to Boston College and see if I can get one of them to do that. Uh, In a moment, we're going to have Chris Davis on and he's going to talk to me about his fandom. But before we do, let's chat about Bilt Bar. I'm sorry, about Bet Online. Excuse me. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can bet on all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sports needs. And don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head on over now and use promo code LOCKED ON, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. This is AJ Black with Locked On Boston College, and we are kicking off a new segment we're going to test out called Fan Friday, where, you know, we're in the midst of summer here. There's not a lot to talk about with recruiting kind of slowing down. There's no sports going on. And I thought it'd be fun to invite different fans and different listeners onto the show on Friday to get to know them and get different perspectives. Because, I mean, you could listen to me talk three, three shows a week, but after a while, it's good to hear another voice. So on our show today, we have Chris Davis, and Chris is going to talk to us about his fandom. Chris, how you doing? Good. How are you, AJ? Chris, uh, so Chris and I have chatted a lot, and he's the guy that, you know, on previous shows, we, I've joked about dad. He jokes with me a lot about dad jokes. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a two-time dad now. Um, Chris was great because he came on like 15 minutes early because I got my second child to sleep a little bit. So uh, we could do this, and then I can get back to my wife and help her out. Uh, but Chris... Tell me a little bit about yourself. What, uh, you know, your history, like, you know, what, what got you into Boston College, that kind of stuff? Well, I grew up in the Boston area. Um, I don't know if most of your listeners are local to Boston, but uh, not a good week to be from Winthrop, Massachusetts. Um, but uh, that is where I am from. So I grew up 
followed BC pretty much my whole life. Uh, ended up going there. Uh, my freshman year was Doug Flutie's senior year. So thinking it was just going to be a great trajectory. Things could only get better. And uh, as it worked out, that was pretty much the peak for a lot of years, um, including the, the four years I was at BC. So tell me a little bit about that, because that was uh, obviously that's a little bit before my time. Now, I know about like, you know, the, the Flutie years and what he brought. What was it like after he left? What what kind of hole did he leave <laughs> with BC football and how did the team do? Um, it, you know, I think they made a couple bowls after that, but it was a significant drop off. And, you know, my feeling is that Jack McNell, you know, great coach, just happened to be at the right had the right player at the right time. And it was just, you know, all the planets aligned. Um, but really you could even sense that the game was passing him by, uh, became very frustrating, um, when the team would lose and his, you know, standard excuse was, you know, we played like heck and it was really great, but you know, I'm really proud of these boys. I love them. It, it goes so far, but it was just <laughs> a whole group of friends was just, very tired of the moral victories and then it, it kind of bottomed out you know I think he lost to army and in some games that definitely were not competitive in and um that's so funny you, yeah. you bring up the moral losses and that and Boston College fans the younger ones are going to immediately think of Steve Adazio when you say that and I know Big there's Nell a lot had, of similarities <laughs> right like Big, Big Nell had such a higher high but like when you say that I'm sure a lot of listeners that are younger at home are going it sounds a lot like what Adazio did for the last like three years you know it got so bad that yep. my group of friends and I uh you know we're always love BC always following but we it was just it wasn't fun anymore so we decided, this is a team, Colorado. They're really fun. They got a great mascot. So we got a bunch of, this is before the internet was even a thing. So we called their bookstore. We got a bunch of Colorado Buffalo gear sent out. And, you know, there's guys, you know, no girls around. And, and if you, all we did is watch football and hang out, you know, we had an apartment off campus in Newton and uh, uh-huh. after graduation. And, you know, we started following them because they were fun. And it was like, we love college football. We like fun. And it's like, yeah, we'll go to the BC games, but it just wasn't fun. So um, a lot of similarities between the end of the Jack Bicknell era. And then when Tom Coughlin got the job, we all immediately got season tickets because we, you know, after school, we didn't have season tickets. We we're like, this is great. This guy's coming in from the New York Giants. We got on board. So from 1991 through 2016, um, a good core of us had season tickets. Now, I see a lot of similarities between the Tom Coughlin, you know, just a feeling of hope. And mm-hmm. you know, they're building the program in the right way. They're recruiting talent and they're going to develop the talent. And they have a great coaching staff. And I'm seeing the continuity with some, you know, locking up some of the assistant coaches. Um, and and that happened with Coughlin, and I see it happen, happening with Halfley. It's even better that, you know, Ryan Day was here, and he knows that the, the reputation was cheaping out on the assistant coaches. Yep. So I, I am very sure that that was part of the, you know, he said, hey, you're going to negotiate with Boston College. Make sure you get the number you want for assistant coaches so you can build this the right way. Absolutely, it's, yeah. It's just feeling of hope. <laughs> I mean, for, yeah, you're so right, though, because like for years, like Adazio, you know, you say what you will about him and people can rip him. And I, I get that. I mean, he was tough to watch. 
but he did a nice job at points at like bringing in uh, assistance. You know, as you said, Ryan Day, Don Brown, these Al yeah. Washington, you know, um, Anthony Campanile. I mean, these were all like legit good coordinators, but they couldn't keep them because I'll they couldn't be, afford I'll, it. Yeah. And I'll give now him credit for taking the job when no one else wanted it. I mean, right. Spaziani bottomed out the program. Right. So it, was, exactly. yeah. it was like, why would he take the job? And, you know, Exactly. He never said he was going to win a national championship. Um, you know, I think he did a better job in recruiting his first couple of years. And I, I think he just, for whatever reason, you know, say it is what it is. Maybe got lazy. Maybe he just tired of it. But it's so Chris, wasn't there. <laughs> let's ask you a question. What was your high point as a student uh, at Boston College in terms of athletics? Like what was, if you were to look back at like your time at BC, what was your favorite moment? When I was at BC? Yeah, when you're at BC. Um, I would say for a competitive team, it was my freshman year with the Flutie year. <laughs> Remember the uh they they put the Heisman trophy in the bookstore back when the bookstore was about the size of a closet. And uh they you know, again the internet wasn't a thing, so they put it in the Boston Globe. Hey, the uh, Heisman trophy is gonna be at Boston College's bookstore. It was the same day, uh, I believe it was second semester, I was trying to buy books, and it was just, the, the campus was a mess. It, like, you could not buy books. You couldn't get around. It was, but as far as that team was, was, was probably the best team while I was there, I would say, um, you know, high point for road trips. Um, we senior year, we went out to see Boston College play for the first time ever at USC at the Coliseum. So that was uh, that was a good trip. It was unfortunately uh, a terrible call at the end of the game uh, that we won't talk about. But that was the <laughs> that was the Marcus Cotton game that yep. uh, pretty much single handedly beat BC in the end. All right. In a moment, we're going to talk more with Chris Davis, and we're going to get him a chance to ask me some questions as well. But before we do that, let's chat a little bit about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It comes in nine delicious flavors. It's 100% covered in chocolate. And let me tell you, they are delicious. They are my go-to midday treat to keep myself going. They are filled with protein, low in sugar, and high in flavor. They have nine delicious flavors, including coconut and my favorite coconut almond, including some specialty flavors that you can get get like the mint brownie cookie right now. It tastes just like a Girl Scout cookie. Now head on over to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 when you visit builtbar.com. The Locked On Boston College podcast is supported in part by the Charlestown Law Group. You need to know about the Charlestown Law Group. If you or someone you know have recently received a traffic violation, speeding, or other moving violation that you would like to contest, then you need to call the Charlestown Law Group. Attorney Jason Campbell and his team can and will fight the ticket. Did you know that a moving violation can stay on your insurance record for five to six years? One conviction can cost you thousands of dollars. If you want to win, you generally need an attorney. And why not hire a professional litigator with a track record of success? Jason Campbell at Charlestown Law Group will fight for you. He's a proud Boston College grad. Attorney Campbell is an experienced litigator that will be able to tell you if you have merit before you go to court, saving you both time and money. The Charlestown Law Group will fight tickets anywhere in Massachusetts, and they offer discounted rates for Boston College students and alumni. 
Charlestown Law Group specializes in traffic violations and will fight for you, and you need to call them immediately at 617-872-8652. Again, that's 617-872-8652 for a free consultation or visit charlestownlawgroup.com. Go Eagles! This is AJ Black. This is Locked On Boston College. We're hitting up Fan Friday right now. This is our first episode. I am with Chris Davis. If you are interested in becoming part of Fan Friday, if you want to be featured, hit me up on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. Say, hey, AJ, I'd love to be part of it. We have a few other fans that really want to be part of it, and um, I'm interested in getting to know more of you. So if you're interested in becoming, you know, having a little segment with you too, you can do that as well. Just hit me up on Twitter. Now, Chris was talking about his time at Boston College. He talked about the Jack Bicknell years. He talked about the Flutie stuff. Now we, you know, we mentioned a little bit about Halfley and Adazio. Now I want to get Chris's take on where BC's at. Now you have listened to this podcast for year, for not years because I haven't been doing it for years. You've been listening for months. You know where I'm at. I made my bold prediction. I think BC's going to win ten games. Chris, where are you thinking Boston College football is going to be for 2021? In terms of wins and losses. Yep. I look at a successful season is anything over eight wins or more. Um, I think that's very doable. Uh, things have to break in the right way. Um, the biggest difference I want to see um, in this coaching staff, I believe, can do it, is that, you know, with the schedule we have, I want to be competitive. I want to see this team be competitive against the top-tier teams as defined by Clemson. <laughs> exactly. And I, I want to see him beat Missouri. I, I think that's very doable. Um, yep. But there's always a couple brain fart games where, you know, you get blown out by Virginia Tech. I'll, you know, I'll let that one go. Um, I'll give them, a, give them all again on that one. But in the past, you know, the Adazio teams, uh, like, oh, yeah, we got seven wins. But I'm like, the, the uh, FCS teams, that doesn't count. And then, you know, the terrible teams that you schedule – doesn't count right um you, you know you got to get a baseline of of seven wins I, I remember when tom o'brien took the job you know i'll give him credit where credit's due he never said he was going to win championships but he said once this team is established we will win a minimum of seven games every year sometimes we'll win more but we'll never win less than seven and that was he, he came in on that mm -hmm. um so i look at you know, I think this team can win 10 games. Um, yep. Do I think that's going to happen? No, but, I mean, if they win eight or nine and they they don't get blown out by anybody and they're competitive against Clemson, maybe they beat Missouri. And, you know, I think that's doable. They should get a good bowl. And I'm going to go on a line. They're going to win nine games this year and then get to a bowl. Nine games get to a bowl. You're right around where I'm at. Now, are, yeah. you, still a, are you still a season ticket holder, Chris? I am not. Um, you know, the kids went off to college, and it was like, okay, but I want to go by myself. So, um, yep. actually, a, a good friend of mine, uh, Jeff Muir, he was, you know, the next chair over uh, for from 91 through 2016. We both, you know, dropped him. Our kids are approaching college. He's got – I have two kids in college. He's got um, – one and a half <laughs> his next one goes next year um we were actually going to get season tickets last year but then you know the COVID yeah thing. um yep. so find a way to support this this team so it, yeah that hit me up. i mean i i totally get that like 
you know, as when I was a young alumni, when I was right out of college, even when I was married, you know, it was easy to get season tickets. You, you know, you didn't have a ton yeah. of commitments. Then the baby hit and I was like, forget it. <laughs> you know, that first year when we had the baby, my first son was born in September. So that year was gone. There was no way I was getting any of those games. But then he was one and we brought him to a game. I think we went to the Richmond game two years ago. And that, you know, we purposely picked the FCS game because that was like, you know, who cares? We can leave at any point. They're going to win by a lot. And we just stayed for two quarters and left. And I haven't been to a game since. Now I have my daughter who's, you know, recently born. I think I'm, I think I'm going to probably go to at least a couple games as, you know, for, um, with my press credentials, but I'm probably also going to, I have already planned to skip one and have someone else cover so I can go and tailgate and have fun. Cause I haven't done that in a long time and I miss it. Yeah, you got to um, start taking the kids because uh, <laughs> that's that's what I did for years. You know, my wife is yep. literally the, the Fairweather fan. And, uh, and my daughter was kind of the same way. But my son, he went to more games than not with me for many, many years. And then, you know, what happens is uh, for his 15th birthday, we uh, he decided he wanted to go on a golf trip and go down to South Carolina. So all the planets aligned. And for his 15th birthday... BC was playing at Clemson University oh. and we played golf on campus. They have a beautiful golf course on campus the day sure. before. And then we went to the game and uh, that definitely planted the seed and fast forward three years later. And he's a, uh, a freshman at Clemson University. So, oh, no kidding. Yeah. We, uh, we, the day of his 15th birthday, we took a picture on the field before the game and both of us in BC gear and he was probably five foot five, five foot four at the time. So we went down to see him in his freshman year when BC, I had the BC gear on and he had Clemson gear on. So we got them to take a picture in the same spot in the end zone. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was <clears throat> taller than me uh, <laughs> at that point. Yep. Put, put on a couple pounds, but, uh, and then we went uh, a couple years later and we did the same thing. So progression of pictures, uh, but always... It was tough to put on the BC gear with some of those Frank Spaziani teams, but I did it. Oh, and, no kidding. Uh, it'll come back to me. So, all right. So part of this, as I said, is we're going to flip this around and you, you're, you have now, you have the floor now, Chris, to ask me anything. So I, I'm the talking Good head. Boy. I've been on the show. I do this every day. You can ask me anything. So Chris, here's your chance. Ask me whatever you want. All right. I got two questions. The pandering question. Sure. Who is the best tight end in BC history, and, and why is his name Pete Mitchell? Uh, the the best tight end in BC history is Pete Mitchell, and um, <laughs> I knew you were going to get into the tight end question. So the biggest joke that we have, if you're a premium member, member, you know about it from the Discord channel. Anytime I bring up any recruiting news, Chris gets on me about tight ends, and. So Pete Mitchell, I, he was before my time, but I know he's the best tight end in Boston College history. He has all the records. He's great. So he, he gets my, my vote. That's the pandering question. The, right. the real question, um, put yourself in the athletic director chair. Um, how do you approach the long-term plan for the head football coach and the staff? Specifically, do you discuss the long-term with Coach Halfley? And do you do anything you know, do you even mention the, the succession plan that you may or may not have? Or, or how would you approach it if you were background? I mean, for me, if I was the AD, what I would be working on with Halfley 
is making sure that you have the funding in place to a support his staff because he makes that very clear that's important to him to keep guys like Tem Lokabu and Frank Signetti around and, and Azarb over him. You need to get those guys to stay on board because they're, they're the lifeblood for Halfley's staff. If he loses them, that's going to disillusion the coach who's going to then probably go, okay, you know, the Michigan job's open. I'm going to go look at it. But if BC supports him and gives him what he needs and what they've said they've gonna, they're going to do, then I feel like they're going to get Halfley to stay longer. So if I was Boston College, I would continue to look at ways to improve the, the, the assistant coach pool that they have because they have a good one now. But I, I'd love to see it take another step forward because you see – Schools like Alabama and Clemson, I'm sure, you know, are at a different level. But even some of these other schools like Rutgers, they're starting to, to, to pay more for, for assistance. Boston College needs to make sure that they stay on top of that and, and do that through everything. And, and you see it with facilities. You're seeing it with other things. Make sure that you do everything at the base level to keep him happy. And then, obviously, whenever he – if he – if, like, this year, like, you know, we were both just saying, Chris, like, you said nine wins, I said ten wins. Like, after this year, if he does that, bump his pay. Like do it like immediately and yeah. like start doing that. And I wouldn't worry about su- succession plans right now. And I wouldn't even bring that up because halfway has said he wants to stay there. And I don't think you need to do that, but just getting those base things in first and then making sure that you keep him happy and do what you need and, and, and go in with the winner mentality. And I see Pat Kraft doing more of that. And I think, and I, I think Martin Jarman was doing it too. Like, don't see this as a stepping stone school, even though it, it technically is. Like, look at yourself as a winner. You're an ACC school. You have good support when you need it. Bump that up and, and, and play like that. Like, pay and play like you're a winner. And you can keep a guy like Jeff Halfley here. Maybe it'll, it'll, it might take a king's ransom if they continue doing that to get him out of here. Like, you're going to need, like, an Ohio State or Clemson or a big – NFL, you know, team to, to take him. I think that's what you're going to need to do. And I think that um, is if I was a, if I was craft and I, I assume that's what he's doing, that's the approach I would take. Yeah. I guess I have a better feeling. I mean, it's just scar tissue from, from past, you know, when Coughlin yeah. left, there was a series of just, I mean, it was not great for many years, but um, I do have a, a little feeling of confidence. You know, it's a double-edged sword. You want the team to win. You want them to win at the highest level. But when that happens, you know, the good problem is there's going to be schools and, and NFL teams coming to, to poach yep. your coach. Yep. But, you know, if you can develop one of his assistants to say, okay, maybe you leave behind Tim Lekabu or yep. um, Zabdo Rahim. You know, yep. Yeah. One of those guys, maybe they're interested. Yep. Um, would love to love to do that. Give him a, give him a shot of, you know, some continuity and, in the coaching, but just don't get a bunch of retreads from the NFL. And, you know, I mean, like Dan, all you, all you, all you can do at this point <laughs> is to leave Boston college as attractive as a, a job yeah. as possible when they leave. Right. Like, right. you know, Steve Adazio, say what you will. He left, you know, I was on another podcast the other day and I said, they were asking me about Earl Grant and I said, you know, he's taking a program that's at like a one out of 10 or a two out of 10 and trying to read took uh, from Spaziani. Yeah. And he brought it up to about a five and then halfway can take it to the next level. So credit to Adazio. And I know a lot of people like to rip on him, but he got us to a level where we can build from there. Um, and I think that's where Halfley, like Halfley can bring it to that next level and set it up for success moving forward. But Chris, we're out of time. <laughs> I have oh, to keep no. these podcasts at a certain level. Now, Chris, where can, you know, I don't know if you want to give out any social media. Do, where, do, where can people find you on Twitter? Oh boy. What is it? 
It's at Davis <laughs> at Davis Golf. At Davis Golf. Um, you can also find I'll I'll help plug you here. So if you want to find Chris, um, I would recommend joining the premium program on BC Bulletin. If you're interested in in any recruiting news, getting uh, up-to-date information for me and I'm connected through a whole bunch of different ways join up it's a dollar for the first month and then you get access to the discord channel Chris is on there he makes all sorts of tight end jokes and dad jokes at me all the time but you also get tidbits and extra nuggets on BC sports I gave a whole bunch today uh, just to the discord channel that you wouldn't have gotten on Twitter you wouldn't find it on the site so I hope you go over to bcbulletin.com you can sign up there and and you can chat with Chris too because Chris is a great BC fan uh, he's a lot of fun to talk to and I'm glad we had the chance to talk today Chris yeah thank you and I, I will say the uh, the premium is is well worth it if you're a fan of BC football and there's a lot of good recruiting nuggets in there if you're if you're a recruiting head like myself yeah so. thank you Chris and so Chris you know we'll we'll chat again we'll have him on uh, maybe during the season at some point because I love to get more his his take as the season progresses so Chris Davis thank you for coming on this is Locked On Boston College you can check us out on Twitter at Locked On BC I'm AJ Black we'll be back again on Monday with more BC football talk more talk about what's going on in the world of BC sports you can check me out on all the social medias on BC Bulletin have a great night everyone and I hope to see you all again soon take care everyone